the way that Jesus communicated truth. Sometimes he spoke in parables. And that there's ways to make truth really accessible. And I think, you know, when we, when we speak with an illustration or we speak with a parable, um, it, it's a way to effectively communicate a bigger truth. And um, sometimes these things, well, frequently in our experience, these things come out of the mouths of particularly one of our children. And um, Micah said something once, which is one of our favorite Micah stories, which you probably all know. But if you want to give this a title, we can use what Micah said. He went round the room and um, he was giving us all superhero names. So he was, he was looking at me and he said, Mommy, you're Wonder Woman. Daddy, you're, what were you, Captain America or the Hulk? No, I'm the, the Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. The good one, though. Yeah. Not the bad Hulk. There's yes, a bad yeah. Hulk. I've got to be the good one. And then um, he, he, he's looking at Aaliyah, and she was like, Flash. And so he was, he was giving all these names and everything to everyone. And Joey, being classically needy, um, um, said to, to Micah, Micah, who am I? And bearing in mind, Micah was barely three at this point. <laughs> he looked at Joey and went, you're just a man. <laughs> and um, he obviously slayed Joey in one sentence. But I, I, I would like that to be the title of this, Are You Just a Man? And um, if we, there's two scriptures for this. <laughs> um, and I want to look first of all at Hezekiah. Now Hezekiah had it together because not only did he you know, have a real specific calling and anointing from God to lead Israel, he was during the time of Isaiah and those guys prayed together. I mean how cool is that? You've got these two operational masterminds in the Lord, although Hezekiah did have some issues with pride at certain points <laughs> and God had to humble him. Um, but you know, you imagine those two in a prayer room together. I mean, that's seriously cool. Um, but I, I don't divulge um, <coughs> the wrong bits. But um, <coughs> if we look at 2 Chronicles 32, you see about Hezekiah <coughs> and his perspective and um, before the pride. And it says uh, in verse 5, Then Hezekiah worked hard at repairing all the broken sections of the wall, erecting towers and constructing a second wall outside the first. He also reinforced the supporting terraces in the city of David and manufactured large numbers of weapons and shields. He appointed military officers over the people and assembled them before him in the square in the city gate. You would have thought with all of that preparation, planning, reinforcement and creating a second wall, Hezekiah would be creating for himself a stumbling block in confidence in human strength. But he then, after doing all of that, encourages the people by saying to them, verse 7, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged uh, because of the king of Assyria or his mighty army, for there is a power far greater on our side. He may have a great, a great army, but they are merely men. They are just a man. Just a man. <laughs> we have the Lord our God to help us and fight battles for us. Hezekiah's words greatly encouraged the people. And if I jump to verse 10, <clears throat> this is what the king says in response, because he's agitated. He says, what are you trusting in that makes you think you can survive my siege of Jerusalem? And um, <coughs> he goes on just to, to detail all of the destruction he's caused in loads of other places and say that no other God was able to stand before him when he went to attack their cities. And verse 14, it says, What makes you think your God can rescue you from me? 
And um, I say it again, no God of any nation or kingdom has ever been able to rescue his people from me or my ancestors. How much less will your God be able to rescue you from my power? And um, you think, wow. And it reminds me of that song that we sing sometimes, who can stand against the Lord? No one can, no one will. And um, so um, <clears throat> it goes on. And it says in verse 20, Then King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz, cried out in prayer to the God of heaven. So you imagine those two in a prayer closet together crying out to the Lord. As the king of Assyria, they didn't have confidence in what they'd built, even though they'd done it in faith. It didn't create their confidence in man or in any human construction. Their confidence was in the Lord. So they cried out in prayer to God of heaven. And listen to this, right? And the Lord sent an angel, one angel. The Lord sent an angel who destroyed the Assyrian army with all its commanders and officers. So the king was forced to return home in disgrace to his own land. And when he entered the temple of his God, some of his own sons killed him there with a sword. Who can stand against the Lord? They were just a man. Let's jump to 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1. So, brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but instead as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready. In fact, you are still not ready, for you are still influenced by the flesh. For since there is still jealousy and dissension amongst you, are you not influenced by the flesh and behaving like unregenerate people? For whenever someone says, I am with Paul or I am with Apollos, are you not merely human? Are you not just a man? We are not called to operate out of our flesh. We're called to operate as new creations in the spirit of the living God. So we are not just a man. And that's not where our strength comes from. When your strength comes from that, think of the king of Assyria. He fell his entire army, all of his commanders, by the hand of one angel. <clears throat> we are not just a man. <clears throat> wow. Again, he's strong and very courageous. That's the whole point, is understanding our identity. Yeah, we were talking about the red letters of Jesus. Wow. This is the red blood. It's the blood of the Lamb that gives us our courage, right? I love, I love that. So today, are you just a man? No, I am not. Uh, anyone have any uh, revelation you want to share out of that? Gives me courage. Just imagine, what God can send one angel. Just the one. <laughs> I mean, and that's his messenger. That's God saying, okay, go, go prepare the way. Make it happen. By God's authority. And what we're facing today, you know, the, the pillars of society that are anti-Christ, anti-God. And we can quickly forget 
we are not just a man. You know, so we can't really take authority. I, I love that because we need to remember that, really, as we go about today. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way all that is sort of condensed into what, 20 verses or something. Yeah. We've got a whole Bible <laughs> full of it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you can you can read through that and and almost just read it. But you know, if you actually think about what's insane in, in there, <laughs> it's incredible. You know, when you talk about one angel, it reminds me of. Um, in, in back in Egypt when was, you know, the angel of the angel of death came and, mm -hmm. and killed so many people. Yeah. And I reckon possibly well, tens of thousands in the, in, in one night. And just that's uh, one. Yeah. Incredible power of heaven that's uh, on our side. Yeah. That's what's crazy I think, you know you obey my commands, Jesus said. Yeah. Whatever you ask for in my name. Mm. Challenging me, and I think 
in the face of humanity and in the face of love and hate. They are hanging in my heart. They are going to ask for the streets and the winds and the reasons to see America's in that heart into painting. I be used to you know, painting and just bringing me back, but kind of starting to remind me of I'm painting and doing that. Like challenging and yeah, all the all parts of being in here. And just what brings it all together as well. Like I've had it, it's amazing like, to hear it from the perspective of, of love and humanity and thought by somebody walking in the military and love and peace I've never heard this in before but the way you were born was when you said I'm going to be like yeah, just like what you said so yeah what's the word? well we gotta remember that look at our vision right? one is the sheep game the Tower of the 100, and three, the strategic communications. And in all of those things, we're commanded to be courageous. Be very courageous. And know that you are not just a man doing these things. And that's awesome. You know, we, we want to talk about having those kind of supernatural powers, superpowers, the way Mike Hill put them. Um, but yeah, from the mouth of babes, he understands certain concepts that we're just too adult to figure out, you know? Um, but it's encouraging. So when we walk into these places, when we make these plans, when we meet strategically for land and, you know, I'm looking at that, I know. And then, you know, it's not just a man. He's Exactly. There, there's an angel that he sent. And at any time, that angel can go, woo! And, and do what's got to be done, you know, and that's at our command. And that is a, uh, crazy. yeah, it's like God, you know, when you pray and when we obey Him, yeah. obedience. When we're in Him. Exactly. We're in him. And that obedience leads to an understanding. But you obey first in faith. That's what we're doing. So then that should give us courage that what we're doing mm -hmm. will achieve the desired results because we are in Christ. Christ and us. And like Rosie and I can go through but everything, it's all out of love. It all starts in his love. It's all rooted and grounded in his love. Everything is so his love from that space. And then all those things come from that. And even just to start looking at those things is crazy. Yeah. I just need to ask all the time what he can do to us. We allow him He says, I was reading through that John 15 this morning, and it says, we have a verse earlier that says, abide in me and I in you. Then, <coughs> the verse we were just talking about says, if, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, mm -hmm. you shall ask what you will, and it will be done unto you. Um, and I find it interesting that he, he says, it's my words that abide in you, mm -hmm. because when we ask, what do we use? We use words. Mm -hmm. and so, we his words are in us we ask using his words it will be done unto us and it says in this is my father glorified and in in god doing what we speak he's glorified you know? so even that is so it's not about 
fast is about what, and that you bear much fruit so shall be my disciples so the same if if you're a disciple you bear fruit if you if you don't bear fruit you're just sort of following you're not being that's it and and there were lots of people who followed Jesus around wherever he went but they weren't necessarily a disciple because a disciple was like an apprentice like a like a to become yeah it says uh, you know, disciple won't be above the master but it's when they're mature they will be as their master mm-hmm. you know it reminds me of uh, Arius and Ryan yeah. you know that's you, you don't become a Christian then to just be someone who knows mm-hmm. the master you become a Christian to become like like him and, and do the things that he told us to do. He said, Why are you calling the Lord Lord if I'm doing the things that say? Exactly. So, yeah, that it struck me that he changed what he said. He said, Abide in me and my words. Mm-hmm. What you were saying, read the red letters. Because <laughs> that's yeah. where we get it all from, yeah. isn't it? Exactly. And it's so encouraging, isn't it? Mm-hmm. His words. Like you said, that's what's beautiful. He's going to be glorified because it's his words. Mm -hmm. So his words that we then speak out.